fun of sin runs out, what are you going to do then? Amen. That's what God gave me. When the fun of sin runs out, what do you do? I want to show you where the Bible honestly says, doesn't say that sin is fun for a season. It doesn't say that. It's real close in there. It can be, it can be taught, but we know that anything that the devil has to the believer now wouldn't be considered fun. Fun don't send you to hell. Fun don't carry you to hell. Fun don't bring destruction. Fun don't put you in a place that you don't have no hope. That ain't fun. Fun's living for Jesus. Fun's having you steadfast in your faith and what you got in Jesus. And then I'm going to tell you something. You can have a good time. I, I know of a song that's sung, so we're going to have a good time in this house this evening. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and when I think of what he's done for me, my soul won't you shout hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. If in the book of Hebrews, if you're there, I think I'm going to read 24 through maybe 26. And it says these words, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing, somebody say choosing. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Say the people of God. I'm telling you, I'd rather be around the people of God than anything. I've been in some places where it seemed like there was no people of God there. I've been in events sometimes when it seemed like there was no people of God there. I've even been in some church settings sometimes that I'd say that I think I'd, I just couldn't feel like that there was any people of God there wanting to worship and praise Him, or maybe they didn't even know where they was. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. I want you to get a hold of that. I want you to get a hold of that. Maybe when you supposedly walked down an aisle, or you thought it was pie in the sky and didn't know you was enlisting in God's army where He told us we're going to have to endure as a good soldier and you wasn't aware of them things and you kind of let down when you gave your life to Jesus. The light bill kept coming next week. And I know they done told you what you heard after you got saved wasn't going to have no light bill. That was a lie. I know they said after you got saved you wasn't going to face no sorrows, no troubles, no tribulation, no test. That was a lie. But I tell you what, you were told if you got saved right, but we got a God that don't never leave us, don't forsake us, and he's our present help and. And we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthened us. Amen. I preached the other night. I may get back into that on Wednesday night. Your identity now is totally in Christ. Your identity is not in you. Once you've come and you've had your sins forgiven and you had your blood of Jesus to cover your life, and when you stand before the Lord, believe you me, you don't want to pull out your birth certificate. You don't want to pull out the one that Herbert Louise had when I was born, but I tell you what, I've got another one at 27 years old where I found myself in a little old Assembly of God church where I called out to God and I got me a new birth now. Brother Donnie Elrod used to sing the song, I got one birth I can't remember and I've got one that I can't forget. When the fun of sin runs out. Now, you know, if, if we look over in Mark chapter 4, verse 15, just go over and let me read that, and then maybe we can stay hooked there, and I won't keep you long. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's right. Mark chapter 4. I want to show you something. I want to show you something that happens right here. 
When, when the word goes forth, when a title, God gives a, a minister a title to a message. When it goes forth, I'm going to show you this verse. It says Satan comes immediately. Satan comes immediately to say, yeah, well, I, that's why I wouldn't get saved because I don't have any fun. That's not what I mean at all. I'm, I'm going to read this verse to you, and then I'm going to say it's going to be Mark chapter 4 and verse, Mark chapter 4 and verse 15. 14 says, the sower was sold, the sower soweth the word. And these are by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they have heard it, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that is sown in their heart. Now I want you, if you can, to block the devil out a minute and hear me one more time, if you can, why I give you what the word that God gave me. What are you going to do when the fun of sin runs out? When everything in life, it ain't no fun to go to church no more. It ain't no fun to come to the office and play, pray for lost people no more. It ain't no fun to be in Sunday school no more. It ain't no fun to be faithful when the light's on at the church no more. It ain't no fun to go visit people at the hospital that you say that you in one body. I, I know this is spanking, but it spanked me before it got you. But it just ain't no fun no more. See, Brother Eddie, we want to have some fun. Now, I don't want you to get that wrong, and I don't want you the devil to come telling, taking away what God's had to give you. Don't explain me. I love to have a good time. I love to create things to have a good time. I'd love if we were swimming in an old pond that I swam in when I was little for us to take a shovel, if we had to, Wayne, and dip out that bank one more time and throw water up on it till it got good and slick and make us a slide to slide down in that pond. I love that. If we could tie a rope in a tree somewhere that we had a little river of water, now I love just swinging out on that rope and turning loose. I love a good time. I'd love probably trying it one more time, taking the chair, Wayne, and laying the chair down and pulling it with the motorcycles I used to when the snow and ice is going on. I love a good time. I remember right over here on Foster Street one night when the snow and ice was bad. We had four-wheelers, and we had this round thing, this little saucer deal. I'm telling you, them things will fly loud on the ice. You hear me? I remember bailing off because I seen myself going around that sharp curve down there on Foster Street, and I seen way too many trees to stay on that little disc. That thing was flying. I love a good time. I'm not by any stretch of imagination telling you that you're going to get saved and not have a good time. I believe everything else that we got in life is a complete lie. If you think that you don't have your, you ain't steadfast, unmovable in the things of God, let me tell you something. You ain't having fun. Look at you living a bald-faced life. The happiest people, the happiest people ain't, for, ain't people that don't want to obey the things of God. Now, in their mind, they're having fun. Oh, they even do things called bucket list. 
when they think they're going to die, they, they got them a bucket list. I always want to do this thing, so I'm going to travel yonder and I'm going to travel here. Well, what I tell you, if you're going to have to do something like that to life, look at you need to go and get that behind you, but I can come tell you, when it gets close to your dying, you better not be worried about no bucket list. You better be finding yourself faithful in the eyes of the Lord so he can say, well done, my good and my faithful servant. Now, that's just good preaching. Now, that's just good preaching, I just told you. It, it ain't, it ain't going to go on no TV nowhere. It ain't going to be popular, but it's good preaching. Now, I'm all opposed to gloom and doom religious folks. I mean, it's like the hee-haw thing. If it weren't for bad news, they'd have no news at all. I mean, I can even go along further. It said, we're not one to go around spreading rumors. It said, we're not the gossiping kind. And then it said something about, so you better be, huh, listening the first time. Don't worry about it. The religious folks I know, Chad, they'll remind you. <laughs> now, I'm against all that. Matter of fact, I'm just thinking in my mind how I'll just go to Walmart and somebody see me that's just like a deer in headlights and they try to think of something bad and I'll try to think just now and saying that how I could stop that, Brother David Lipson, how I could just stop all that that's where they thought they need to give me bad news, Brother Wayne, every time they see me. And it just hit my mind that what I need to do is carry a big thing of oil. Maybe I could carry, you know, motor oil now, they got one with a lid on it. And I could just told, I see people with Coke bottles in the back pockets, you know, poking out there, so I could just carry me a quarter motor oil, Sister Brenda Castleman. And so I think I could break that up a little bit, so when they come in, they say, Brother Eddie, did you hear? And they got all that bad news. They can't tell me nothing. Where Philippians chapter 4, it says, why don't you think on these things? Why don't you think of things that are good report? Now, I understand we need prayer. Look here, I'm ready to pray. But I believe we could get back to the seriousness of it if when they come and told me that, that I could unscrew that lid on that oil bottle, said, look here, sister, brother, it ain't no money going no further, and just pour that oil all over and uh, right there in, in, in Walmart, look at, and go to shake and mess the hair up real good and slay them in the spirit, lay them on the floor, <laughs> hallelujah. So now we got that done. You go on your shopping, you can enjoy the day. I just said that to let you know I ain't no gloom and doom kind of guy. And I'm not preaching this message that you would think that I'm trying to tell you get saved and quit all that fun. Look here, I'm here to tell you when you get saved, them old saints that serve God, boy, it ain't how you came here, it's how you gonna leave here. Huh? I'm talking about tables happy. I'll go into them homes. Look here, man, they ain't let the devil rob them of things. They're a family together around them. We'll get on an old piano somewhere. We'll sing songs. We'll sing them right on out of here. When they leave us life, they'll lift their hands. They'll rejoice. Praise God. I mean, it's just an entirely different setting. So right here where this verse is, and Abraham comes and and Moses is here, rather, and they come to him, and he, he said, rather than, than have fame or rather than be recognized at whatever, he said, choose and rather to suffer affliction with the people of God, rather to enjoy the sins 
for a season. Hmm. Don't we like to have fun? My word, I, I can tell you some things and go along and we'd always pull a prank on this fella. He'd go to jump on his horse. We'd be an uncinched his saddle, Vicky. And he'd run to go get on it. And he had a way going and he just wanted to jump up there. He didn't, he didn't get there and just get his foot in and get on. He, he'd jump up and Sammy, we'd uncinch his saddle. So when they called his name, he was running to get on his horse. And when he did, the whole saddle would come side. I love fun. I love fun. A good time. A good time you can have. I, we was here July the 4th. Just had the doors open just for people that maybe not, maybe not, you know, uh, have family or whatever. And, and it turned out good. Just a few of us there. And, and Johnny Wayne, just to see Daniel back there, he ain't one to brag on how he beat us so bad in cornhole. We really thought that we kind of had that thing down to a pretty much science, but as Daniel pulled his walker up, he was sitting on the corner. I said, Daniel, don't, don't you want to come and, and, and play this game of cornhole? And, and Daniel was like, no, I, I won't think so. And he, he was just sitting over here, and finally Daniel comes up there with his deal, and Sister Dotton said, I'll pick up your bags for you, and, I, and I'll set them on your little wheelchair thing that you got or whatever you call that like my mother has and I'll sit them there and you ought to seen Daniel standing about right here beating our brains out look here but I'm going to tell you something Daniel was in the house of the Lord and he was having a good time Amen. I love to see people have a good time hmm. but when you're faced with things and when, and when crisis comes and when situation comes and when problem comes, see, a good time ain't going ain't gonna to do much for it. When, when, when you done got yourself in a jam, and I can promise you before you die, you're going to be in a whole lot of jams. And all I'm trying to do is I'm not trying to tell you you're going to quit having fun. Just, I mean, life, look at, matter of fact, the Bible said that Satan come to steal, kill, and destroy he said, but I come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundant. So therefore, if we're doing something, you're not saved in this house today. If you only think that you're having a good time, give your life to Jesus. Get you a, a foundation whereby when the problems of the world come and crisis of the world come or death and you finally come, you can say, well, I know whom I have believed in and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that. Having a good time. How we, how we just like to go on and have a good time. In Galatians chapter uh, 2, verse 20, it said, The life that I now live in the faith. You don't really want fun to come up in a time that you're going to be facing some crisis in life. You're going to need faith. So I would say to you today, you, why don't you go on and, and, and choose today to, in the midst of this world, in the midst of how God's blessed you, to make sure that your election, the Bible said, is sure. Because if for no other reason, you're going to need to have faith to help yourself to be able to help one of your loved ones. You're going to have to have faith as I would look at Brother Ben and I, and I was even thinking, you know, just like, man, what, what am I going to do? This man, I'm going to pray again, but he, 
He's hurting so bad, he's about to give up. Brother Ray Lovelady, that's a preacher. I was with him last night. I mean, this man is suffering a lot of pain. <laughs> I told Brother Benny last night, much preaching I done had him on glory. I don't know with all that pain he done had, going through cancer where they done plugged in and wrapped this steel trap around your neck to burn your neck to try to burn that cancer out of your neck and burning your throat up. I, I, I don't know. I, I done got a peephole of glory. I done, I done seen what's on the other side. I done seen a land where it ain't no pain and, and it ain't no suffering and it ain't no heartache. Look at And life with Jesus is going to be a whole lot of fun. And I, I just want to get on the streets of glory when we can have fun, when it ain't no such thing as no cancer no more. It ain't no such thing as no death no more. I don't know about you, but I, I'm looking forward to get to heaven so I can have some fun. Oh, what fun it's going to be to be able to praise Jesus, to be able to see him face to face. It don't compare to the Ferris wheel, to the roller coaster rides that I understand that you have right now. But I'm here to tell you, when you land on the streets of glory, to be able to look God in the face, the Son of God, Jesus himself, standing on the streets of gold. That old song said, it'll be worth it after all. He said these words, he said, choosing rather to suffer afflictions with, with the people of God as they going through things. You just suffer and, and you, just, you just be right there and you just, you just endure whatever you got to do because when you got saved, you realize that you done yoked up with a body of believers and the Bible says you just not an arm over there by yourself. You done been tied into something. You're not going to be a part of the body of believers here. What makes you think you're going to be a part of the part of the body up there? You think you're going to just go off and do your own things? I'm preaching to you. I'm loving you enough to tell you the truth. You think you're going to take the arm and you're just going to go off and you're going to do what you want to do? Ease in the church house when you got some problems. Come to the altars when look here when you think it's done all broke loose, look here, and it's all over, and you look here, the world out there and all those fun things can't offer you no hope, and you run in here and you run out, then you back out, and you think when you get to heaven, the body of Christ is gonna get there, it's gonna all be there, and you as an arm just gonna float out from nowhere, and all of a sudden you're gonna drift in heaven. You think that a person's gonna be there, the body of Christ is gonna be there without a leg in glory? Call you late to show up? No. Now, I'm loving you to tell you the truth. I'm telling you what the Bible said. The Bible said when we come to Christ, we all members of the same body. And every part of the member has a task. They, they have something to do. This right leg of mine has got a task to do. If it's not there, I'm going to fall down on my right side. I'm not probably going to fall that way. I'm going to fall this way. Why? Because I'm weak on that side. Let me tell you something. God made the body... And I'm talking about the body of Christ. I'm way past the church membership. I'm way past going into some water and some baptism. I'm talking about when God comes, saves your soul, baptizes you and the Holy Ghost, you become part of the body. And I want to tell you folks, y'all that are serving in the body of Christ, I, there ain't nowhere that I'd rather be than with y'all. Because y'all my family. Y'all the body. And I need you. And I hope you need me. Barbara say back there, Barbara Florence, like y'all all we got. Y'all I got. Hmm. 
And I'm going to tell you something. You may have some family around you, but if they ain't saved, this church is all you got. They ain't bringing some fun. They ain't come right in your Christ and said, you need to get your mind out of what I need to do. I, I just need to carry you to the movies. That's fine. Go to the movies. I, I need to carry you to do this. We just need to get away on a vacation. I come to tell you that those things of the world, they won't last. Moses comes and said, I made a choice. I made a choice that I'm going to suffer. He said that, he said, choosing rather to suffer the affliction with God's people. He said, my yoke is easy. It ain't hard loving God's people. It ain't, it ain't hard loving folks that love you. When I, when I left Benny's room last night and, and Elaine said, Brother Eddie, we love you. I said, Elaine, it ain't hard loving folks that love you. You ever tried it? <laughs> it ain't hard when they loving folks that love you. Hmm. You try to love somebody that don't love you. When the Bible commands you, you just can't love to love you, but you got to love the unlovely. So it ought not be a task when you're loving on the church body of Christ. It ought to be real easy. Oh, I could get a little manish right there, but I ain't going to do that. It says, steaming the reproach of Christ. Steaming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of his reward. He, 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 had a, he already knew what was coming. How old are you? Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter if you said 40. Don't matter if you said 15. Doesn't matter. You're going to turn around. You'll be 60. <laughs> yeah. You'll turn around and it'll be time that you're getting on down in life and you'll say, man, I, I didn't know this was going to get here that quick. Some of y'all that's 40 years old, did you ever think you'd ever be 40? You remember when you thought 40 was old? <laughs> what about y'all that's squirming now? You're not past but can you remember when you thought that 40 was old? I remember times time I thought 40, you got one foot on banana peeling other in the grave. My word, you out of here. I remember sliding in the home playing softball about 40, 42, Larry. And when I got up, I said, that'd be all that. <laughs> if y'all need me, I'll still run. I'm still in. But I'm not getting down for nothing. <laughs> Ain't going to be no more sliding. Ain't going to be no more of all that. Brother Harris, it seemed like no time ago as I was at Walmart shopping last night and the tractor pull. It seemed like no time. I was telling your grandsons over there that you was out there. You was a man, wasn't he, Wayne? He was a man out there with a far mall tractor. Man, he was the one who had it going on. And it was Brother Harris and them tractors pulling that weight down that thing. It seemed like no time. So, boy, when we think about no time, I don't want you to get soft about it. If that much time passed by, Mr. Bill, just like that, then, then we get to realizing that this life that we got, Mr. Bill, is just a vapor. Just like that, we could be in the arms of God. The other day, they, they come wanting to give Mr. Bill some bad news, telling him that life was about over. I mean, if he could, he'd have told him, look, life was about over when I was born. It wasn't nothing but a vapor to start with. I, I've got life that's waiting on me. The life that I've got in Christ Jesus is the only life that I'm really worried about. I'm just enduring this life to get to that life. Fun. 
I looked up that word having fun, having an enjoyable time. That's what fun is. Having an enjoyable time. I wrote down a question. Can, can it really happen? Can you really have an enjoyable time without Christ? No, you can't. You just think you are. How in the world could you have an enjoyable time when the Bible said you can't serve two masters? So without Christ, the Bible said you're either going to love Christ and you're going to hate the devil, you're going to love the devil, and you're going to hate Christ. It's one or the other you're going to do. So I want to tell you, how much fun can you really have as Merle Haggard had the song, rolling downhill like a snowball headed for hell. If you made the snowball, you was on top of the snowball, and everybody was clapping you, and you done won the snowball roll at the bottom of the hill with the devil. How much fun can it really be? Can't be much fun. You know how fun it is? It's just as much fun. You think a man that goes out to build a house. The Bible says these words in Matthew 7, verse 24. I want to tell you about some fun. Therefore, whosoever heareth the sayings of mine. See, my Bible's torn right there. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him to a man which built a house upon a rock. You know what that rock is? That rock is that same thing when Peter, Jesus asked Peter, who do you say that I am? And finally said, some say this, or some say that. He said, but who do you say I am? He said, you to Christ. <laughs> he said, upon that rock, who do you say life is? Who do you say joy is? Who do you say happiness is? Who do you say that real life is? Who do you say that fun is? Man, I had a granddaddy that was a preacher man. Irby Camel, which is Debbie's granddaddy also, he would go to tell you a joke, and I don't know that he ever finished it. Brother Harris, he gets so tickled telling you the joke. Brother Billy Perry, he'd, he'd go to crying and just shaking all over. And I said, we're not going to hear the rest of the joke. I, I, we're not. He said, I can't tell you. <laughs> My mother, who hummed songs, washing the dishes in the kitchen, she always had a song on her heart. It didn't make no difference down there when they had all them crazy business meetings and they was all in fights. And I think, Mama, how you take that mess? She said, look, I ain't going to go to hell hating them folks, Ed Glenn. I just ain't going to do it. I, and, and she just hugged them. No matter what they did, she just hugged them. <laughs> I remember her meeting me at the little drive-in down here, the little burger joint and. I remember telling me, I'm going to just remind you, some of you ain't heard this, but Beverly, the one that took to the hospital, my sister-in-law, she, mama said, I got to tell you something about Beverly. She said, but you can't tell nobody. And mama just went to shaking all over. And she went to crying. Tears just come out of her eyes. When she just went to crying, laughing. She just had joy all over. She said, you ain't going to believe it. You ain't going to believe it. And she just, she said, this is the funniest thing. I, I mean, I remember Linda just like it was right now. I mean, Mama was just going to tell me that she said, it is so funny. She said, you're not going to believe it. And after then, she reminded me again. She said, but you can't tell nobody. I said, Mama, 
Seeing how what a good time you done had. If it's that funny, there ain't no way that you can tell me because I'd have to tell everybody. <laughs> oh, she begged me. Come on. Come on, I got to tell you. Come on. She was younger than she, Come on, I, I got to tell you. Eddie Glenn, you got to let me tell you. I said, Mama, you can't tell me. And no way I could, no way I could do that. Happy. My mother's always happy, always sang a song, always ready to pray, always going to the living room. I, it didn't make no difference. Had the Bible out before we went to bed. We're going to have prayer and we're going to read that Bible. Mama had a lot of fun in life. She had a lot of fun when my older brother Chilton, he would, daddy would grab him, y'all heard this, and daddy would hold his hand, he was whooping him, and Chilton would run. Mama would start laughing. It would tickle mama to see Chilton run. So mama's over there laughing. Chilton's getting a whooping and daddy's at him. Chilton said, mama, mama, don't be laughing or something. And daddy will whoop him harder. Don't be telling your mama what to do. <laughs> She's at church tonight. You can go back in and get her, tell her something funny. You can remind her something. She'll just start laughing. The joy of the Lord. You want to have, have a good time? Man, my best time was in them, some of them revival meetings and church meetings where we had a good time. I, I, I remember doing something absolutely crazy one night. I, I done got so drunk in the spirit, I was off in the baptistry baptizing folks and Mike Johnson come up there to tell me something. I said, oh boy, you might well just come off in there with me. I just chucked him in the baptistry with me. Well, the world would say, you're crazy, man. You don't do. He had them little old hush puppy shoes on. You know, I don't know how to call them, little brown. He called me the next morning. He said, Brother Eddie, do you have a clue what them shoes look like when they done been in warm water in the baptistry? He said, them things are all turned up and look plumb pitiful, my good pair of shoes. Oh, we was having a good time. And to just think about life. One day when we get to heaven, if, you, if you're just trying to get things done, but you're going to leave Christ out of it, I want to tell you that fun that you have. Paul said, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to suffer for a little while. I'm going to let you have that fun that you're talking about, that, that you're talking about. The pleasures of this world fun. I'm going to let you have it, but here's what you're going to be like at the end of the day because you either quit. Now the Bible says, Larry, we know what the Bible says, and I'm going to close. Now the Bible said they quit because they wasn't on the job. Huh? It said you left because you wasn't up. It says you quit because you really wasn't on the job. You quit maybe because you hadn't made your election sure. That you just didn't know. You ever got a job somewhere you thought, my, this is what I want, but when you got on the job, it wasn't what you want all like this ain't me. I, I got to do another way. Have you ever just tried, Brother Harris, that maybe you was going to get away from that green paint? Huh? And you tried that red because you heard about it and you went and they put on a good demonstration. But when you got out there in the field, it really just didn't have the stuff that green patch had. Huh? See, in life, if you to a point that you think, well, no, I, I, I'm just going to let somebody else do it. I, I'm just going to leave it up to somebody else. Look there. God saved you. He, you was letting somebody else do it. 
before you supposedly got saved, somebody else was done. Now let me tell you something. God's work's going to be done if everybody in this room decides today, look here, I'm not going to be tied into God's stuff no more. I'm not going to suffer what I got. I'm going to eat, drink, and I'm just going to be merry. Somebody else can just cook that potato salad on Wednesday night. I believe that I've just done enough. The next time that you and I, as we were at Vanderbilt the other day, need Christ, having his presence around us at Vanderbilt Hospital and knowing that he hears our prayers is more precious than you and I have to cook 55 gallons of potato salad next Wednesday night. <laughs> Storing up treasures. Said, the Bible said don't store up treasures where the dust and the moth and the cat. I'm preaching to you and I'm going to let you go. I know this ain't one of them little fancy messages make you feel good. Look here. The Bible said it's for correction, instruction, reproof. But what I'm preaching to you, you know what you can do? What I'm preaching to you, if you endure as a good soldier, one of these days when that appointment comes up, the Bible said it's appointed a man in Hebrews 9, 27, wants to die. Oh, Brother Eddie, I'm, I'm too young to die. Read the obituary. <laughs> young folks dying too. <laughs> huh? Oh, yeah. I told Mr. Bill, I said, man, I may not make it. You may outdo me. We don't know. See, the doctors don't hold Mr. Bill's life. The doctors ain't one holding his life. The Bible said don't fear the one can destroy your body, but fear the one can destroy your body and your soul. Them doctors don't hold his life. God holds his life. God already knows when it's going to be for you. It ain't necessarily when you're going to be sick. It ain't going to be because Mr. Bill's sick. When he leaves this world, Mr. Bill, it's going to be because you got a heavenly father. Good gracious. I'd jump up in that seat if I didn't know if it'd break the bottom. That's going to step up in glory. He said, you know what? I believe it's time for Bill Cheatham to come on home to enjoy this right there. And Jesus himself going to step out of portals of glory, Randy. And he's going to fly on down here. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. He's going to say, I, I want Jalen now. At 27 years old. He may say, I want Harrison now at 27 years old. Every physician, I want Randy now. Randy, have your old job. Let me tell you something. You can get all the surgeons around you. They can say, ain't it something that they so smart? How many times have people died? How many times have people died and they sitting there like, we don't know what happened? It must have been. Look here. You know all it takes for you to die? Just a part of your blood right there in one of them veins, Brother Harris. Just a clot up a little bit and stop that blood flow. And it don't make no difference. I tell you what, high school students on the football field getting out in the heat, over-deserting yourself, dehydrated, or dying on the football field. I remember Dr. White telling me something about a cholesterol pill. He said, Brother Eddie, he said, everybody wants to have blood pressure pills. You got blood pressure, you need them. We're going to go to the gym. You know, we could get away from them. We could start eating right. But we want it our way, Burger King. <laughs> and we want the real thing, the Coca-Cola. That's right. And all of a sudden, getting it our way, 
and getting the real thing is killing us. But he said, Brother Eddie, let me tell you something. When you got blood pressure, when your blood pressure gets up, he says it's going to make you sick and you're going to tend to it. Your head's going to hurt, you're going to get sick and you're going to tend to it. He said, well, let me tell you about a cholesterol pill. He said, I don't know why high school football and football teams don't make them take a cholesterol pill. And what this pill does, brother, it, it makes your arteries slick where your blood can flow through because if your blood stops, you will die because of a, lot, of a lack of oxygen to your blood. He said, now what I'm telling you is you're going like crazy. If you forget the blood pressure pill, all right, but do not forget this pill right here because that's what's going to keep your blood going. <laughs> Woo! Boy, I'm so glad over 2,000 years ago that my Savior chose in closing the day. God just told me to close. I want to offer you Jesus today. I want to offer you something. Look here, that the things of the world grow strangely dim. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Sister Opal done did them flea markets for the church. She done, Brother Al come by one time and called me. We was down down on East Main Street. Said that Sister Opal done got these women working. They had stuff. Look at it looked bigger than Ripley, Mississippi. We went to building a church. I mean on junk. 15 cents. 10 cents. Miss Sue Ladwick. Ann Banks. And Sister Opal. And I can name a bunch of them. There they was every day. Wasn't it? Every day. Down at the church. You think up yonder in glory now. They looking back and say, I wish I had no wasting my time on all that 15 cent stuff. No, it wasn't about the 15 cents. All that 15 cent stuff brought some more stuff in there. Sammy, a friend of mine gave a boat. We sold that thing five times. The whole boat wasn't worth $300, Brother Chad. <laughs> Brother Chad, I done seen y'all and myself. We done gave $500 for a $10 cake around this place so many times just because there's somebody we love. Like, Ain't nobody else going to get your cake. Whatever I got to do. But it was about giving to the Lord. Amen. And here we are. Look here. Down yon on East Main Street when the town we're living in said they won't be there six months. Six months going to get them crazy, folks. <laughs> oh, but they done forgot. Oh, they done forgot. Oh, little as much when God's in it. They ain't got enough to get that done. We didn't need much. All we need is just a little faith in Jesus. Man, I think about all the miracles. I think about all the funerals y'all done attended and all the love that y'all done gave folks and all, all the fellowship that we, done, that we done got all started from a yard sale. We would go up there, that sign we got out there on the road and I'm going to quit. That sign down there. I remember people getting together and they had a little lawnmower pull up town, and we'd go up there and cook hamburgers and sell hamburgers. Linda White headed it up, and we'd go up there and cook hamburgers, sell hamburgers. People give donations. <laughs> you don't know how many people then called. Said, I was thinking about one of them signs. I said, yeah. Yeah, we got that sign. I said, I, I'm just setting them up, uh, Brother David. I said, well, yeah, we got that sign. Said, we, uh, we got that sign that are uh, selling hamburgers. They said, what sign like that cost? I said, just $40,000. $40,000. See, what I'm trying to tell you is what a body can do when they get together. 
and they get to having a good time. And they get to enjoying fellowship. They get to enjoy, look at being together and, and being with folks when they got a need, seeing folks get saved and having a place where these children can come and learn about Jesus. See, it's just a great big thing. Oh, I'm so glad. It's Houston starts the invitation. I'm so glad 2,000 years ago that Jesus knew that that blood don't need to keep running. Boy, I'm glad he just didn't die on the cross that day for everybody was living that day. He died on that cross over 2,000 years ago because he know, Brother Kenneth, me and you is going to be here. 2,000 years down the road, we's going to need a Savior. Huh? And I'm going to tell you something. He died on that cross, and he died willingly. You want to have fun? You want to have a good time? The only way you're going to have a good time is you're going to do it in Jesus. That verse I was going to give you said, let me tell you about a wise man. Let me tell you about a wise man. wise man went to build a house. He found him a rock. It wasn't just a rock that lasted a little while because rock can run out. People dig footings on the house just because they out there with a backhoe, just because they got some string. It really don't mind, mean that they're doing it right. There's a lot of houses, the block's not even sitting on the foundation. Thank God we got inspectors now so you can get your house built right at least when they come out that your block's going to be on the foundation. Why have we got inspectors, Brother Eddie? Because there's a whole lot of folks look at, we'll build a house and the block not even be on the foundation this wide, but the block doesn't miss the whole thing. Brick not be on the foundation. There's a whole lot of folks in life, they're building, or they're not building on the foundation. They're having a good time. They're going just right over it. Look here, the top of the town, so you know what's after? They're building a house. Have you seen the house, the big house? And that man built the house. It was built on a rock. You know what? And the rains ascended and the floods came and the wind blew and it blew feebly above that house and the house stood strong. Why? Because it was built on a rock. Have a good time in the house. Have parties for your children in the house. Have prayer meetings in the house. Have baby showers for your church members in your house. Sleep in your house. Be comfortable in your house. Turn your air conditioner on in your house. It's built on a rock. Amen. Have a good time in your house. But there was one more man. He said, but don't be like the foolish man. He went to build a house, and he built it on the sand. And the floods came, and the storm blew, and the wind bit upon the house, and great was the fall of it. All I'm trying to tell you, if you're trying to have a good time, and your good time done left Jesus out of the deal, it's just like that man built that house on that sand. But baby, if you done built that thing on a rock, huh? When cancer comes on your house, Sister Connie, huh? And a whole and, and you got fancy folks around and, and you're anointing them. Uh, Kathleen, and, and you're anointing them napkins like they did in the old church, and, and you're putting oil on them, and some folks come around and say, I don't know nothing about that anointing of oil. I ain't never been around that anointing of oil when James chapter 5, it tells you right there, if we want sick of money, you come anointing them with oil, pray the prayer of faith over them. You ought to be in here Wednesday night seeing that prayer line we have. You know why Mr. Bill's here this morning? Because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Thank God for the folks that's here with us. <laughs> You're going to have your wins tonight one of these days. One of your family members is going to need you. 
Boy, we lined them up in that chair. Miss Cheatham said, I want you to have Johnny Wayne stand in for Mr. Bill. Let your request be made known. You howl not because you ask not. Man, I'm standing up here. A lot of you folks don't know him. You, don't, you think you all that and he ain't nothing, but you'll bow faith lie again. I look back there. Paul's, Adam's always been around my father-in-law. It's probably a lot of folks one day probably did a ritual thing, probably prayed for him. Now they ain't in church and he was sitting here. Holy Ghost said, get Paul to come down there and stand in for Mr. Bill. I told Miss Sheetham next morning I was cutting her grass. I said, let me tell you what happened last night. I did exactly what you, what you told me to do, but I got some more information to get. I want to tell you the man that come down. I told him I had everybody, we done known him with all, laying their hands on him and praying for him. I'm telling you in the world's eyes, my dad-in-law's not supposed to be sitting in this service today. And if he wasn't, he'd be home with glory with God. It'd be okay, but look at, Mama wants the man to live, so what we do? We pray. I know that's old-fashioned. I know you don't see it on your TVs like this, but I'm telling you, that's old-fashioned. That's what God did. I called Paul. What did he do? What did he do, Wayne? He didn't sit back there like, no. Right, that's embarrassing. That big, tall Paul Adams sitting way back. I said, Paul, I need you to come here, and I need you to put hands. Look, he stepped up. He didn't run off, and here he come down here. Look here. He just come right on down here, and I said, Paul, I need you to put your hands on Johnny Wayne, and don't take them off to get through. He stuck that hand over that oil. Man, we had Brother Benny Barcroft right here. We had somebody. Who all are we praying for? Brother Ray. Brother Larry's mama. We had them lined up down here, Brother Sammy. That prayer changes things, don't it? It helped us down in Little Rock, didn't it, Brother Sammy? <laughs> it helped us down there right in the middle of it. We didn't call on the Lord. We was in the opera. We were down there in the, in the visitation room having a good time. We was having such a good time. The emergency room put a couple people come there and said, Look here, when you get my family together, you've got to create a bunch of folks. <laughs> they said, Y'all going to have to quiet down. So we got people around here that's, that's going through some... Uh, Serious situations. Forget what she said, Brother Harris. I remember one of my cousins said, Serious? Said, me and my daddy was duck hunting, and we over there duck hunting, say they need to operate on him because of the blood thing. He, they've had him in that room in there for two days. Ma'am, you're talking about serious. <laughs> she said, Well, let me just try to find y'all another place. I said, What about that room over yonder I've seen got that piano in it? She said, Let me see what I do. <laughs> Brother Sammy, they sent us over that room, had that piano in it. Wasn't long. I was sitting there singing them songs. <laughs> we had more folks done come from the merch room. <laughs> we done unloaded that merch room. <laughs> we left that woman in there doing that reception. Well, if you need us or anything, just come on down the hall down here where we praise God. We're going to praise our way out of it. I'm here to tell you, you can get more done in Jesus. You can have more power in Jesus than you will of work. <laughs> I got to quit. Paul said, all I can speak on is the things I've seen, Barbara, and I heard. Amen. Barbara Flores done been told, cut your leg off. Was up there in the funeral home. She said, Eddie, my family's telling me I ought to just go and cut my foot off. Thank God for a praying mama. Thank God. Mama's in a wheelchair. I said, come here, mama. Come here a minute. You get on out yonder. 
You ain't laid hands on nobody in so long. You ain't prayed the prayer of faith over somebody in so long. You ain't called for nobody to anoint with all somebody in so long. You're getting so far away from fun. Look here. All you've turned is coming to a fool. The Bible said a fool says in the heart, there's no God. How in the world could you start off? It's like the Bible said, it's like a dog returning to the vomit. Look here. I know it's the old-fashioned way, but I tell you what, I done, I thought about Mr. Lucille Duncan. Y'all remember the Western Idol? I gotta quit, Brother Harris. I know I gotta quit. We're gonna have to take another offering if I preach five more minutes. No. <laughs> Mr. Robert Duncan, Western Isle told him to stand. I was telling somebody about Miss Lucille Duncan. On Sunday night, <laughs> she, they'd have testimony service. Now, some of y'all saying, what in the world is a testimony service? I was trying to have them. I think we about then got spiritual, we could have them again. But I have folks get up and talk about the dog. And, and I said, I, a testimony service is what God done done for you. It ain't really about your dog and how much you love your dog. It's, it's about what the Lord did for you. But, but Miss Lucille, she'd say, uh, Brother Dave, David Combs is our pastor. She said, Brother Dave, I done gone too far to turn back now. Chuck, I done gone too far in this Jesus thing. I wish you could have gone a little bit further. I wish you could have seen just a little bit more. I wish you'd have waded out just a little bit deeper in the Holy Ghost. I wish it hadn't have been a religious thing. I wish you'd have trusted God a little bit along the way. I wish you'd have called on, on a midnight hour and let himself show himself to you. And I tell you what, you'd be in the house, Lord, and that's where you'd have your fun at. <laughs> so you know what? Here I am born again. And you can call me a stick in the mud if you want to. But I'd still splash that water up on that bank and get it good and slick and slide off in that pond with you. <laughs> Amen. Paul Adams come down and put his hand on Johnny Wayne. I'm telling you, Wayne, when that thing was over and done with and everybody else didn't let go, that Paul still was holding on. I said, Sister, I said, Miss Lou, last night for you, Mr. Bill, this man right here and Paul Adams, would you ever thought, this man right here, and Paul Adams, would you ever thought in the book Ezekiel, he said, I, did, I, I, I just searched for one man. I just needed one man. I, that's all I needed. I just needed one woman. I, I just needed somebody to stand in the gap. Where are you going? Where are you headed? Go on down the road somewhere. Let them water this thing down. When you come into church, you just want to be kissed on the love. No, I tell you what, you, you go on down and join the country club. They'll do the same thing for you. Go on a beer joint, they'll do the same thing for you. They'll just love you coming in that place. You better find yourself faithful to the things of God because it's going to come a day. But I thank the Lord today. And Brother Sammy Baggett, I didn't leave that hospital last night. I tell you what, it'd been easy for me to walk out of Stephen because Benny's sitting up over with his glasses at home. Don't you know that devil said, it's time for you to go. He was trying his best to get me not to pray and thank him. He's good. You know, we'll pray, man, when somebody dies and somebody gets well. We don't want to pray no more, Tiny. <laughs> that Holy Ghost said, you better get down on them knees, boy. You better thank God for what he done done for Benny right here. And don't you know right before I come out of that little room, that text come across to me. It's Elaine. We headed to the house. Thank you, saints for praying for Mr. Bill the other night. Thank you, Johnny, for setting in. 
and thank Paul. I was with Paul early this morning. I remember the day that Paul got to come into a church. And I said, it's time for you to have a key. He said, a key? I said, yeah, you're going to have a key. He took the key. You know what he's done with his key? Every Saturday morning, I used to have to cook breakfast up here, didn't I, Wayne? I don't have to cook breakfast no more. You know why? Because Paul Adams got a key to the church. Let me tell you what you got. If you're a born-again believer, you got a key to the kingdom. <laughs> he said, behold, I hold the keys to the kingdom. You got a key to the kingdom. You got a king to everything God. You got a key to everything God's got. You got a king to all the joy. You got a key to all the joy. You got a key to all the happiness, all the happiness you can have. Look here, it's in him. Look here. You got a key to everything that you need in this life, and it's all based on Jesus Christ, and you got the key in your hand. What are you going to do with the key? You can take that key, and you can bind those things. Those things in heaven, you can bind them on earth. Those things that God set out of the heavens, you can bind them on earth. You can say, you devil, you can't come no further. You devil, you a liar. That devil, when he told to tell you something, you can't do it. And you can't hear God's word today. I hope and pray a while ago when I gave you that verse. I hope and pray that you was able to keep the devil out of your mind. You could receive what God has for you. What are you going to do when, when, the, when, the, when the sin, when the fun of sin is gone, what are you going to do? What are you going to do when the fun of sin runs out? He just throws it on you. He said, just take it all. Just take it. Get you some more. Get you some more. Just fun of sin. Just get you some more. Just take some more. Just take some more. Won't you go look at the tabloids? They got them on Walmart. People got plenty of money. They move stars and everything else. It didn't work for them. And you know what? That same devil they went after, the same devil you're going to go after. Turn your eyes, Sister Opal said, on Jesus. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I put out a plea.